Okay, so Pascal, thank yes, you for sir. coming on the show. I really thank appreciate it. Um, first off, I want to point out that I just bought that same exact audio recorder, and I we have the same exact microphones. Yes, so I did notice that we have the Samsung Q2U. Mm -hmm. Great mic. They're nice. I like them. They're good, right? From the Samsung family. Yes, sir. Okay, so first question. I ask this right off the bat to every guest that comes on. Okay. What does success mean to you? What's your definition of success? <laughs> oh and or when you're striving for success in your life, what yeah. are you striving for exactly? Wow. Okay. Okay. Damn, this is what it feels like to be on the other side. Like I, <laughs> this for for the listeners, for the viewers, um it's just as a as a as a context, right? This is my first time being on the other side of the being the interviewee rather than being an interviewer. And now I can see like how my interviewees feel. And I <laughs> and I vibe with them a little bit. Like cause it's as an interviewer, sorry, I'm going a bit off track here, but as an interviewer, it's easy to think like, oh, you know, you just answer the questions. You know, what what's the what's the big issue? But Man, being on the spotlight, I want to do it right, you know? Well, so, um, yeah, just so going back to the question, um, what does success mean for me? I think, um, like, two things come to my mind right now. Um, first thing, um, I think success for me has to be, one of the success factor has to be wealth. So, um, and I think it's important to distinguish between being rich and being wealthy and i've i've read this somewhere that being w rich means having a lot of money being um wealthy means um being wealthy means you being able to not work and being a and at the same time being able to sustain yourself for a long time and i think i think that's important um and i think um, that's a success factor for me. Another success factor is to um, try to achieve that while having fun and while uh, being happy um, in general. And I think I think that's why, like, I really respect content creators because I feel like a lot of content creators tend to do that. I think the nature of it comes with that, like. Um, I mean, I would love to listen to your story as well, Jason, um, after this, but, um, like looking at like, I don't know, a lot of content creators that I respect, like PewDiePie and Mr. Beast. And I mean, a, a, as much as it sounds like, uh, like a 12 years old <laughs> favorite YouTubers, but I don't know. I think there's so much depth to depth to their content and, um, the com I, I see the common theme is that they start doing making their content which made them successful not because they thought it will make them successful but because they just really enjoyed doing it um pewdiepie is a is a primary example of that i think because he started as like he's like one of the ogs right um and listening to his interviews back then there wasn't really like a way there wasn't any like a youtuber per se 
uh, right now YouTuber is like kids want to be YouTuber. It's one of their more one of the most desired jobs. But um, but yeah, now I think uh, I really like that. I think pursuing something that you really enjoy doing, um, and if that happens to translate to um, you know, if you being wealthy in the future, I feel like wow, that that's a success. And uh, yeah, I think that those two things come to my mind. That's an awesome answer. I I want to circle back to your kind of inspiration and your philosophy behind your content in a little bit. So don't let me forget about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your idea of wealth versus or being wealthy versus being rich, I like. Um, have you ever read uh, anything by Tim Ferriss? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. He's a really great author. Um, he has this book called The 4-Hour Workweek. Ah, and yeah. he kind of describes exactly what you're talking about with like this. He, he calls it the new rich kind of thing where um, you're not like overly wealthy. You're not Elon Musk or anything, but you have enough wealth to be able to live the way that you want to and to kind of have exactly the life that you want to. If you want to go on some vacation somewhere, you can go do that. But if you want to just stay home and work, you can do that as well. Yeah. So that seems to tie in perfectly with what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I have a comment on that, Jason. But before that, let me just grab my headphones real quick. No problem. Yeah, see, what, wait, wait. cool, cool. Yeah, I didn't want uh, Mike to pick up the other audio as well. Oh, yeah, you're good. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think... You know, I think people have different priorities and different philosophies, and I don't think one thing is better or one thing is more right than the others. Um, but for me, like, uh, yeah, for me, like, the idea of wealth, like, really attracted me. Like, um, and what when I noticed that I thought, like, it was, like, my own philosophy um, that... <coughs> sorry um yeah off topic um i i just tested positive like yesterday <laughs> for covid oh okay yeah yeah so um yeah sorry to you, hear that you might see me coughing here and there no problem perfect timing for the new year's eve <coughs> had to cancel all, all the plans today but yeah i mean that made me you know to be able yeah, that, to be here so yeah well that's awesome and uh or it's awesome that you're seeing the silver lining. It's not awesome that you have COVID. I know, right? Thank you. I thank wish you, you a very speedy recovery. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, w when I when I really noticed that, like, okay, shit, like, it's not like a common thinking, but maybe like I'm been leaning more towards this was um, <clears throat> when talking to friends, like, you know, you talk about jobs and um, salary and things. <clears throat> Uh, maybe uh, <coughs> maybe a little less for you, Jason, because you're um at uni right now and you, you're a bit younger. But you know, like with the working folks, you know, my age, you know, we talk about that a lot. And in so where I'm from, where I'm living right now in New Zealand, a lot of people are moving over, moving to Australia. Um, right now because they tend to offer higher salary. Um, but, um, and you know, like just because a lot of people are doing, you can't help but think like, oh, should I be doing that? Um, but one thing that 
than what I think is. I don't know. Like I obviously salary is very important, and if you're gonna do the same job, might as well try to get paid more.、Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, that's less of a priority priority compared to、uh, some of my friends. Yeah, because I think I see that as as y- you becoming more richer rather than more wealthier.、Um, and to me,、um, it's important, but not Im- not. Important enough for me to,、um, you know, compared to my friends at least. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, I think that Tim Tim Ferriss book. <coughs>、um, my brother was recommending it to me actually.、Um, so yeah, I, I I should check that out. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit outdated.、Um, I think they did make a newer version, kind of、uh, a more. 2020s or like 2010s version, because I think he made、mm. it back in the early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And um, but yeah, that would that's a great book for you, especially being like a content creator, kind of having to or wanting to have a、uh, a bit of an outlier career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, yeah. And I do really love your idea of wealth doesn't exactly equal money. Like it, in in my opinion, wealth is kind of an amalgamation of a lot of different factors, and so if you're happy with what you're doing, but you make less money,、mm. then you know something that you wouldn't be as happy with. Then you could say that you're wealthier, even though you have less money. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think um, it's interesting, like <clears throat> because I think that it's like a, on the scale, right? Like a lot of people that are into This idea of entrepreneurship and、um, having wealth versus having you know having more money and etc. Quite often, like they tend towards one side of things where oh you should like you shouldn't work for others you should work for yourself have your own thing going on you know side hustle there's you know there's a lot of、uh, emphasis on the hustle cult hustle culture、uh, and the grind set and so on. But、um, I watched this other YouTuber who's like an entrepreneur, and he has been since like when he was fifteen or something. And、um, a part of of and he talks a lot about like entrepreneurship and、um, and a lot of those aspects, right? But on, on, in a part of another video, he talks about how it's also cool, like how cool it is to also work for someone else because. You know, there of course with everything there's downsides and upsides. With entrepreneurship,、um, one of the downsides is that if you don't work, then things stop. You know, like if you don't do things yourself, things stop, and that translates to you getting less income. Whereas when you work for wh- when you work for someone else, like you have you know better days, less more productive days, less productive days, but that's not gonna change your income.、Um, So that's like an,、uh, you know. So I think there's definitely upsides to down and downsides. Different things work for different people, and diff- people have different preferences and different circumstances.、Um, yeah. So I think it's important to point that out because,、um, like these days, I feel like there's so much emphasis, more and more emphasis on working for yourself because I think it's like a newer idea. Um, and it's cool and trendy to say that and do that, and not saying it's not, but yeah, again, it's different for different people. 
Uh, and it's it's different according to what stage of life you're in at the moment. You know, maybe you're sure. in a stage of life where you've built up a lot of, you know, material wealth. Yeah. Uh, but you're not very happy, so you want to switch careers and you don't want to work for anybody. But maybe, you know, you're in a part of your life where working for somebody is just A-OK and you're really happy going home at, you know, going to work at nine, going home at five, having dinner with your kids, or maybe you're alone. I don't know, whatever makes you happy. So mm-hmm. I really like that perspective from you. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I don't know if this has been done before, Jason, but um, has anyone asked you what success looks like for you? So, no, no one's asked me that yet. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> I've been thinking about it a little bit. I was actually thinking, like, what if someone did point the question back on me? What would I say? Yeah. Um, I'm still working on that. I think success is different for everyone. Mm. And I think it is a pretty arbitrary concept. And it's kind of just like, you know, some uh, success is usually some dream that we strive for or some some way that we want to manipulate our external circumstances to uh, serve us in a better way than they are now. Um, success to me, what I strive for when I want to be successful is kind of just being able to be free and... Um, living life in such a way that I have kind of peace of mind. Mm. Um, A big thing for me when I'm going through life is that like, I always have this kind of like David Goggins esque voice in my head where it's like, Mm -hmm. um, speaking of David Goggins, I want to talk to you about the little David Goggins clip (laughs) that you made. Um, We could get back to that, but I thought that was really funny. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, um, yeah, I kind of walk around with this David Goggins, this voice that's kind of like, you like, come on, man, like get yourself up. What are you doing? Let's go, you know, do something today. And so being able to balance, like do actually putting in the work and, living up to the potential that I see in myself and living up mm. to my own expectations. Um, I feel successful when I do that. And also when I have a lot of freedom and so long-term success for me looks like what you said, like wealth, you know, being able to be financially free. If I want to go to New Zealand for a trip, I could go to New Zealand um, and then just work from there. Like I, I am really infatuated by this lifestyle of, not really working for anyone, um, being able to do what I want to do at all times. And um, that, yeah, that is success for me right now. But I kind of actively working on that. Yeah. Which is why I started a podcast where I wanted to learn <laughs> from successful people. Uh, not not to hijack your the conversation but um or the interview no you're good um, yeah. but so do you see this podcast as a step towards that whether oh, you yeah. monetize this podcast or learn from this podcast to implement the learning in other aspects of life for 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 your success it's both 
For me, it's mm. definitely both. Um, I really like the idea of having a really big podcast. Yeah. Um, and I think, so I'm getting my degree in geophysics right now. Mm. And I'm probably going to do a PhD in um, earth sciences, but I kind of have no idea what I want to do right now. As far as okay. that goes, I, I've got like two or three years to figure that out. But um, long, like very long term, like when I envision myself in like 20, 25 years, it's like, what do I want to be doing? Mm. I don't really know if I want to be in a research, like research office kind of writing papers. Like mm. I would like to be able to talk to people and learn from people and more than any specific subject i just like learning in general yeah and so um monetizing the podcast would be amazing it would be awesome but i think i'm more in it to just be able to talk to people and make connections and learn from people like if i never did this podcast i would never have talked to you right mm. and i might have stumbled across your podcast once or twice but i wouldn't have had an in-depth conversation with somebody yeah. And um, so I would say, yeah, definitely both to that question, but more yeah. so <clears throat> I enjoy learning from other people. For sure. For sure. Now, I think Tim Ferriss, uh, he said he said something like um, when you do something like you can get different values from from things. And I think he, there was like three or four values that he categorized. And one of the values is like probably most common value we talk about monetary value uh and another one is um how much you enjoyed it and there are like a couple of others too but like yeah like i mean i think it's awesome that you you're starting to thinking about this already when you're still at university because it gives you time to try things out you know some some things you might like some things you might not like and some things you might be successful at and other things that you might not be at. Um, and I think it's awesome, like, because, like like you said, uh, right now, it's not, like, at the monetary level that you want it to be at, you, your podcast or YouTube, but you're still getting value out of it because right. you're learning things and you're you're having fun. So, no, that's awesome, Jason. Like, yeah, no, that's so cool to see. It's so cool to see. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Um, I actually just talked about this on, so I'm in Florida right now. I live in Austin. Yeah. And uh, so I was on the plane last night and uh, I was talking to just a random stranger and we had like, had a real deep, nice conversation. Airplane <laughs> and airport conversations are so undefeated <laughs> when it comes to just like, life advice and things like that i don't know what it is about that i like that unites people together on the mm -hmm. airport in the, yeah it's it's it is weird to think about but anyways okay so we had this really nice chat and we talked about kind of this subject exactly and um my so um i really like this thing that this guy named alex hormozzi said mm. where um I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know exactly what he said, but mm. um, he said something along the lines of, you know, do the work because you'll either get the result that you want 
or wow. you'll develop yourself along the way or both. Mm. And I can tie that into an anecdote from my life where in high school, I was really into discus. I loved throwing discus for my high school team and I wanted to go get a scholarship to some school somewhere and wow. um, throw in college. That was like a big dream of mine. So over the quarantine period when everyone was stuck at home, I would have my dad drive me to the school where no one was around and I would throw like every single day. Mm. And I really, really like, I would just had, I was laser focused on this goal and um, everything, almost everything in my life was kind of serving this goal. And then, um, then I tore my labrum in my shoulder. Oh shit. And so that was pretty devastating to me because I staked my whole life on this thing. I mean, I, 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 in my head, staked my whole life on this yeah. thing. In reality, it was pretty small. Uh, but um, so I, I did the rehab, and I, I was good. And then I came back for my senior year, and um, I was doing really good. And I was, like, throwing pretty close to scholarship range. And I could probably walk, walk on somewhere if I wanted to. Hmm. Um, and I was throwing really well. And then I tore my labrum again. Yeah. And same, at that point, place. yeah, it was the same exact injury. Oh. Like I didn't get surgery before I just did physical therapy. Yeah. Um, because if you do surgery on it, it's never really the same. And you know, if you can get away with physical therapy, you're going to save yourself a lot of time in the long run, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I kind of re injured it. And at that point I was like, okay, even if I did start going to physical therapy and I went through the whole recovery process and it was as fast as possible. I would miss my entire senior season. Mm. So I ended up kind of just changing my dreams and changing what I wanted to do. And um, I started doing jujitsu a ton and then, um, you know, focused on my grades a bit more. And just like, I don't regret, even though I didn't reach my goal, I worked really hard and I never reached that goal. Um, I'm still very grateful that I did that and I don't regret anything because along the way I developed my own character yeah. and I have this experience to talk about. And there's so many lessons that I learned from just all the hard work that I put in and the journey that I went through, going to rehab, coming back, getting injured again. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm able to take all of that character development with me through other things in life. So it's kind of, I guess the moral of the story is just do the work because like Alex Ramosi says, you'll develop yourself or you'll get your result or both. So yeah. you really can't lose. No, for sure. I vibe with that so hard. I think there's a famous quote by uh, this Japanese samurai called Miyamoto Musashi, where he said, um, if you know one thing, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here as well. So mm. if those like real Musashi fans come after me, then you know, subscribe first. To Jason and and me first, and then come after us, so that we can see your messages. But <laughs> no, but I think he said if you understand something broadly, then you can apply to all things. And I buy. I think that's so true. Like, um, like yourself. Uh, like I've been into things like, for example, like football. Um, and th one there was one time I was in love with maths. Um, and now. I don't really play football and I don't really use maths as much as I used to. But things I learned from that, um, I apply to other things. 
and I、mm-hmm. feel my, I feel the same part of my brain being acti- activated、uh, when I try to do other things or learn other things and so on. So, yeah, no, I think it's, it's cool. And yeah, like you said, like there's so much value in that. Thank you. Yeah, I,、mm. Musashi's the man. I love that、Musashi. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I recently read, read his book recently. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love him and I really like Marcus Aurelius. But, oh, like, no way. The two that I、um, really, really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah,、um, that's cool. Yeah. Like the sto- I, I read、uh, Meditations、uh, like a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. Really interesting guy. Yeah, he's. It's just so amazing how many problems, like just fundamental problems to human existence that he kind of in his own way solved.、Mm. And just a lot of philosophical questions that we still ask ourselves today that he answered 2,000 years ago. And it's amazing how applicable it is to just life nowadays. And also to do that when. He basically had zero problems. He was an emperor. He probably could get any food he wanted as much as he wants, any clothing he wanted, you know, comfort at max. And then to seek out how to live a good life from that. I don't know. that, I think that says a lot, you know, that, yeah, about himself. Yeah. So we're back. Zoom. Uh, <laughs> Zoom calls failed us. Yeah, what the heck? I swear it used to be free, right? Or am I, am I tripping?、Yeah. Am I tripping? <laughs> I, I mean, it's like maybe, maybe for, I've never hosted a meeting for more than like 15 minutes. So、mm. I don't know. Yeah. I should, get, I should try to get sponsored by Zoom. We can get free <laughs> online meetings. If you get sponsored, don't forget me, Jason. <laughs> I won't, dude. I will plug you. Sounds good. Don't worry. Sounds good. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about your journey、uh, up to this point. How, how did you become a podcaster?、Um, I have always been a YouTube baby. Like,、um, so I used to be into football, right? Like, okay, I guess over there I call it soccer. Um, over here, call it yeah, football.、Um, and let's not get into that, that rabbit hole. <laughs>、um, but yeah, nah, I was into football, and like, I think that's when I started watching like all these YouTube clips. I'm like, whoa, how like just seeing like people that are insanely good at football on YouTube. And since then, it, it's, it's just it's something that I always wanted to get into. I started by watching and then I practiced the same moves over and over again. And I'm like, oh, what if I posted this myself? And there was like, a, for me, like a crazy idea. So, this, this we're talking like、um, 2010, when, you know, I guess like just before PewDiePie got big or there was any, any YouTube. You know, we're talking like Annoying Orange, if you, if you know who that is.、Um, Yeah, Annoying Orange and Fred. We're talking that, that era.、Um, so, yeah, back. So, I, well, I st- that's when I started uploading a、like, couple of like, YouTube videos of me like, playing football. 
mainly like there's this thing called freestyle football. I don't know if you know, Jason. But um, freestyle fo- football. No, I never heard of it. Yeah, no. So it's um basically basically you have um like there's football, but you you juggle it, and then you do tricks. Mm-hmm. You do tricks um like kick going around going around you know like with your feet and then you know you you know what i mean like i, I don't know what i'm thinking like what i can compare it to but it's that kind of thing so i i've, I've seen it i've definitely seen that before i just wasn't familiar with the name freestyle yeah, yeah so it's called freestyle football and it was perfect for me because you don't need to organize like game with friends you know you can always do it by yourself kind of thing um so I started getting into that, made videos of that, like filmed myself and did editing and all that um, off Windows Movie Maker, which is like a big, big throwback. Uh, so and then so I've always been in kind of the YouTube space, um, but I like I, I just did that for fun. There was nothing like I want to big I want to be big of this or anything like that. It was just to share with like friends mm-hmm. and family kind of thing. And then I went to university, uh, so I stopped making videos, but I always watched YouTube of, like, videos of other people. Like, um, when I, by the time I got to university, KSI was, like, um, that's when he was playing FIFA games at his parents' place. So that's when he was kind of coming up. Um, so mm-hmm. me and my friends would watch, like, FIFA, his FIFA videos and... Um, like this Q and A's that I don't know. I think it's like a classic YouTube that you know. It's like an OG YouTube videos that got that went viral. Um, yeah, so that went on for a few years, and um, until recently, I thought I wanted to start like doing like a side hustle, basically, like a, another secondary income. So I kind of like thought about uh, what I liked. And around that time, my brother, and he's he's a he's a very entrepreneur person. Um, so he, um, what he does with his wife is they basically like resell sneakers and shoes kind of thing. So I thought, oh, maybe I could try something like that. I tried it. I made like zero dollars, <laughs> and it's not even exaggerating. There was like a big zero dollars of that um and realized okay like this is not something that it's like it's like it's like anything you have to practice it you have to learn how to do it um so i tried like having my own website um just off this um there's there's this guy called knees over toes guy do you know jay do you know him jason yeah i've heard of that yeah yeah yeah. knees over toes guy so i got he's like a big fitness guy he's a big fitness uh like personal trainer like online influencer mm-hmm. type of person i got into him so um i i got into like fitness a lot so i, I had a website to like kind of introducing to his exercises but i kind of got bored of that um and i had this other so i started a youtube channel um and i was like okay what what what, is, what should it be about and i started talking about like this um more related to my work um like things to do with data and things um which which got like pretty you know kind of got popular because I think it was like niche enough so that like all the audience for that kind of came towards my my channel, um, but basically I got bored off of it so I quit that after like uh, like three or four months 
um and since and since then i was like and around that but kind of all along i got into like listening to podcasts so i was i was listening mm-hmm. to um like all kinds of podcasts from like joe rogan lex friedman um and there was this one called um which i haven't listened to for in a while but oh there's this one called how to fail by elizabeth day um which one of my friends recommended to me um and uh like a lot a lot of podcasts and i was like oh i i found myself really enjoy listening to podcasts um and i thought okay maybe i start a podcast myself and then um but that and i sat on that for a while cuz i knew i wanted to do, do like an interview podcast but you know having zero zero clout around here like, I, i didn't know where to start and how to start and um what do i even talk about what's my niche and i had a lot of questions um but eventually over time i kind of sorted that out and then um yeah it's kind of what it is what it is today um that yeah i it's a beautiful journey <laughs> i like that um so you said you sorted it out over time mm. yeah Do you want to get into that a bit more? Yeah, yeah. So what exactly what exactly do you mean by by that sorting it out over time? Like did you have a different vision for the podcast when at the first episode than you do now? Um I I think I think the core of it stayed the same, but I I don't know how much credit I can take from that because the main idea of it I just made it as flexible as possible. So it, as you know like it's called everything goes. And <laughs> that name <laughs> well I wanted to name it anything goes. But there is a really popular podcast called Anything Goes, um which is one of my favorite podcasts by one of my favorite in- favorite um celebrities, uh Emma Chamberlain. So I couldn't, you know, copy it off that and I wasn't about to compete with that, you know. So I named it, it Everything Goes, but One of the reasons was, you know, I think one of my hev- heavy influences was Joe Rogan. And you know, he's got like the all these guests from um comedian, you know, this um mixed martial arts people, politicians, uh physicists, uh farmers, and all you know, you think of a subject, you know, he's had a guest from from that, you know. And um I really liked that and it really interested me how um someone who's not educated in or formally educated in physics or um or like agriculture can have people on and have two three hour conversations where as far as i can tell they both enjoyed and they both engaged in um and mm-hmm. i found myself listening to basically scrolling through and then just clicking on random as name in a topic that i've previously had never cared about um and that i thought was super cool and super powerful and really interesting and so i mean ba- but baseline it just looked really fun it just looked really fun yeah so um yeah so i think i started with that okay 
let me make it flexible you know in a way such that I can have any guest on and that's not outside my niche or something you know um so and that was kind of scary it, 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 i i think upsides and downsides with everything upside you can have anyone on and it's within your niche downside kind of almost the opposite you can't have anyone on because who who's the audience like why would why would anyone be on my podcast when there is no target audience you know what i mean um so it's yeah. it's one of those things my target audience is everyone and because of that there is no one kind of thing um so i started with my close circle of friends so if you see like my first 10 episodes or whatever those people i hang out with like those people are the ones that i hang out with like that i would have hung out with today if if i if i didn't mm-hmm. test positive kind of thing um so yeah so um I think by sorting it out means I started with that, but for some reason, because I guess the universe has a way of communicating with us, like, uh, like through different ways. But for some reason, I was like, I was able to find more guests going forward outside my close friend circles, and I'm like, okay, when is this going to end? Because I'm running out of friends here, but. I've been thinking that since like episode seven, you know, and now we're at, um, I think I, I last a couple of weeks ago, I released episode 27 or something. Um, so it somehow worked out and I, I'm, I think I, I got super lucky as well, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I think, uh, it just got, maybe I didn't sorted it out, but it just got sorted it out somehow. (laughs) Yeah, a, a comment I'll make on your your thoughts about having a target audience. Um, my philosophy with that is, why don't I just do podcast episodes with things that I myself am interested in mm. and that I like and talk to people that I would talk to anyways? Yeah. And then those will be the episodes so that like I will, in a sense, create my own niche. Mm. Like if you look at Rogan, that's exactly what he did, right? So he, like, he's got the MMA, he's got hunting, he's got all these scientists, he's got crazy batshit conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like, um, he just put on what, like, he just genuinely was interested in what the other person had to say, and over time created his own kind of fan base of people that enjoy what he enjoys um, because he kind of didn't stray from what he genuinely liked and what he genuinely enjoyed. Um, That's my take on, on podcasts in general. Uh, And then something that I, that I myself do that really helps is just like, if I see someone that's cool on the internet Mm. or if I am watching a podcast um, or listening to a podcast that I there's some kind of cool subject material, then I just put a little note in my head. I'm like, okay, I gotta ask this person on to the show yeah. one day. So it's like I'm finding the stuff that's cool, and then instead of just being like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, and then maybe writing it down, looking at it later, I'm like, I want to talk to that person. You know, like let me find a way to talk to them 
and um sometimes you got to treat it like like you're talking talking to a bunch of girls or just someone of the opposite sex or whoever you're attracted to like i don't know if you go out and you're trying to pick someone up you're gonna have a lot of rejections Mm -hmm. and you're gonna fall flat on your face a few times and you're gonna have a few times where it goes pretty well and you thought it could have gone better and then there's gonna be that one or two or three times where it just goes great for sure and you have a great great impression and they want to come on your show um so yeah that's my that's my take on all of that stuff yeah and i think go ahead go ahead oh no 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 there's a um yeah there there are a lot of a lot of angles that um that you made me think of uh but yeah no i i definitely vibe vibe with that yeah i that kind of tied in perfectly with Another question I had, uh, I was going to ask, what do you look for in a guest? And it seems like you're looking for just like any, anything, like everything goes with Pascal as the name, right? Is that true? That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I think the main thing I look for in a guest is, uh, do I want to talk to them? Because, uh, yeah, I think like you said, it's so important that the authenticity that I want to talk to them. Um, and you can't really fake that. And I think Rogan has a lot of strengths, right? I think he's a good interviewer. He's articulate. You don't... Li- oh, he's one of the best. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. And you're, you're in his, yeah. you're in his uh, city too, uh, Jason. Like, oh, not Florida, but Austin, Austin, Texas. So you're, you're yeah, not too yeah. far away. I, I'm not too far. Yeah, that's a that's one of the <laughs> mountain top goals. <laughs> yeah, you're not too far. Um, like uh, physically and metaphorically, kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think he's um. I mean, as controversial of a figure as he is, and I mean, you might be a fan of it, and you might not be a fan of his. But I think he's a really good interviewer, and there's a lot of um, a lot of things that you can like, you know, learn learn off him. And to me, one of the s- biggest strengths of his is that he's interested, and because of that, it translates to a lot of other things. Like, I think he's he's a good interviewer because he's interested. He's good at listening because he wants to listen. He's asking the questions that I am wondering as a listener because. He's a listener and he's interested and he's engaged, right? So I mm-hmm. I would say that um the most important thing that I look for in a guest is do I want to talk to them for two or three hours? Because <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, like if you if you do, then it's not a job. It's not a it's not really an interview. It becomes so easy to formulate the questions. It becomes so easy to prepare for the interview because. You're excited. You ex- you want to do it, you know. So, nah. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I mainly what I look for. Um, uh, other than that, on their side of things, I think, uh, I find, it, I find it really cool when that when someone's passionate about something. Um, yeah. Like I had this guest on, um who was a he he he's a tailor 
Well, he works at a he works at a yeah. shop, but in his spare time, he 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 does like tailoring, and one of the one of my favorite conversations because he's so passionate and he's obsessed. He's obsessed with it, and it's so interesting talking about people that are that are obsessed with things. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I I have the same mentality. I like talking to people who, like, you ask them one question and they'll just ramble on. I feel like both <laughs> of us are kind of like that with podcasting, which is why this. Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, this episode feels very easy because we can both kind of rant about stuff that that we are very passionate about. Now, absolutely. When when you first reached out to me and when I checked out your content, I'm like, oh, I I felt the same. I felt like we we're on the same page about like the content creation and kind of the vibe that we're trying to create from the from the podcast. And I have to say you're you're mm-hmm. a very confident and good interviewer, Jason. So, thank you. I appreciate that. And you haven't started this you haven't been doing this for a long time as well, right? You had three episodes released so far. Uh, I have four. This will be the fifth. This will be um, the fifth. Yeah, still early days. Because yeah, yeah. I listened to my like fifth episode. I like still. It's so, it, I cringe. Oh, you know? it's yeah, physically, I, it's just, oh. But now nah, you're you're doing awesome, Jason. Like it's so cool to see. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it's that. Special. I, I'm. Yeah, I, thank you. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I do get a little insecure about my skills as an interviewer sometimes. I I think I just have to remember like it's only fourth episode. Okay, it's only the fifth episode. <laughs> just just keep working at it. You're gonna you're gonna be fine. For sure, man. Um, and and did you, I? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I'll say this because it's just a quick um like just kind of a dumb comment. But um with the uh, like for for me as a like a non-American, right? American accents immediately somehow as like a legitimacy to online content. <laughs> I think it's because I'm like so exposed to like you know, um, American. You, you see like content creators and often they're from America, so um or the or the U- U.S. So yeah, nah. Like I think hearing the accent immediately is like oh shit, like it's legit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Get that. No, so you're gonna say. so talk to yeah talk to me a little bit about mm. how you prepare for guests on your show you know how much research True. do you do all of that stuff yeah yeah i would love to um hear your your side of the story too um but for me um what i do is uh so say i have someone on that i make a google doc and i have I create like three to four sections, say like, um, uh, or maybe like having an example would be easier. So last, last time I had a, uh, Twitch streamer on, um, yeah, X Grizzly, um, or Grizz. Yeah. I had Grizz on and for that one, I made like different sections. Obvious one is like Twitch streaming, right? I want to ask, talk to him about that. And I know he used to do YouTube as well. So I wanted to talk about YouTube, and I know he's um big on, like, uh, kind of the work-life balance kind of thing. I want to talk to him about that. And he's just started making, um, he kind of branched off the uh Twitch streaming, and he started making like comedy skits, and I, and that's kind of another another section I wanted to talk about. Um, so I make these sections first. And then 
And then I go through those sections again. And within that, in an ideal world, what, what, what am I curious about? And I write down questions to do with that. So for example, with Twitch streaming, like how did you get, how did you get into Twitch streaming? How did you come up with your name? Um, to, and I write things like, to me, Twitch streaming sounds tough because you have to be like on all the time with zero editing for several hours. How do you deal with that? How did you find that? And those kind of questions. Um, but I write them down knowing that they might not be answered. So I, I think about like, what, what am I curious about? I just, I just write that all down. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I, I have a couple of segments, but I don't really spend too much time on them. Uh, and so by, by the end of that, I have like a page of Google Doc w with different sections and questions within each of those sections. And then, yeah, that's, that's basically it from, from my side. Yeah, that's um pretty similar to what I do. Mm. Um, I'm curious what you mean by might not be answered. Like you might not get to those questions mm. in the time frame that you have. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's uh it's uh, always a s kind of a tug of war between having some sort of structure where you ask questions they answer versus it being like a conversation that you might just catch up with a friend over like a coffee and it's like a conversation you have. And I kind of see it as that right now. And because if you read like a magazine interview, like if when you read it, it's very like questions, interviewer asks this and block of text, like paragraph of answers, right? And that's like a one extreme example. Another side of things is like just pure conversations you have with friends you know, camera and the microphone is not record is is not rolling, and I see my interview as sitting somewhere in between, and maybe a bit more towards the like coffee catch up side. So I I kind of sacrifice not asking all the questions that I'm curious about to enable for the conversation to flow. So. If I'm like talking about them about like Twitch streaming and then we get sidetracked to talking about music or something that I didn't plan, um, one thing I could do is that then it gives me option, right? Like one thing is, okay, I want to bring it back to Twitch streaming or we can kind of get sidetracked to um, music and we just, you know, keep, keep talking about that. And for me, I usually make the decision to, okay, that's Twitch streaming done. Um, let's just move on to the next topic, which now happens to be music and that's fine. And we, we get, and after that we get on to another topic. Um, so yeah, that, that's how I, how I kind of think of it. Yeah. Um, I'll share with you what I do during an interview to help me with kind of, like you said, the balance between having a nice flowing conversation, mm -hmm. but then also, um, you still want to like if you're interviewing someone who's pretty unique yes. you don't want to talk to them about if they're a twitch streamer and they uh don't do anything with music they just kind of enjoy listening every once in a while mm -hmm. you want to talk to them mostly probably mostly about twitch and then maybe a little bit about music so you still want to steer the conversation where you want it to go yeah right? um so 
as I interview people, I always write down things that intrigue me as they're talking because I like to let the guest talk and just get everything that you want to get out, out, right? And then, um, and then I'll put like, like I'll write things down and I'll like bold it out or underline it or put a star on it if I want to go back to it later. And then, like I said, like I'll tell you about things that I want to talk about and just say, okay, we're going to go back to this later. Mm. Like with the content philosophy, with the David Goggins thing, like, because I still want to talk about that yeah. at some point, but yeah, I don't want to interrupt the flow of conversation that we have right now. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think it's, and, and prior to, prior to interview, do you prepare like set questions? I do. Yeah. Mm. Um, I always try to prepare. I always end up preparing a little after the first. So the first episode of the podcast, I've made way too many questions <laughs> and I kind of did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Just like, cause I didn't you really know. know what I was doing. Yeah. You, you, yeah. 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 You never know. So you, you get a, yeah, yeah. You, you get a sense for, um, like just like, uh, how many questions can I fit into two hours? Mm. And it also depends on, because two hours is around the time frame that I've been doing with these episodes, maybe a little over, a little under. And um, so it's like, how many questions can I fit in two hours? And you get a sense for that after a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, but something I should definitely do better on is um, making a little more questions so I don't run out. Um, but yes, yeah, okay. Going off on kind of a tangent. <laughs> Yes, I prepare questions beforehand. Yeah. And the, it's a little less structured than yours. Um, usually I will like kind of be thinking throughout the day about something and then I'll like write it down ah. in this journal that I have. Um, or what I did with you is like I already kind of knew what I wanted to ask you mm. because, you know, we're we seem like pretty similar people. Um, and we both are podcasters and so it's pretty easy to be able to ask you stuff. And so like I was actually waiting in line to get on my flight and I was like, just writing down a bunch of questions. Mm. And then today, like I was writing down a few questions that I wanted to kind of ask you about. So it's definitely not as, um, cause I don't want to like overly put too many questions or do too much research yeah. into where like, I already know the answers <laughs> yeah. to the questions I'm going to ask. Right. Because then you lose that authenticity know, that you right? were talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot. Um, so yeah, that's that's my that's my process there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's interesting, and I think I think it, it's really cool because each podcast, even even our podcast, where um, it's a conversational, long form conversational podcast with like wider vari variety of guests than other podcasts. Um, I can see even even in our podcast, like the f philosophy that we have for our podcast is different because, like you said about um, like like Twitch streamer, you know, maybe you want to talk to them about like you know ninety percent Twitch streaming and like maybe like five percent music and five percent other things. And to to me, like uh, to me, like when I listen to Joe Rogan, one of the parts that I really like intrigue me is when he has like uh i don't know physicist on and he's 50 percent about like something other than physics <laughs> and 
Yeah, like I think I re I remember like really enjoying that because where else would you get that other than Joe Rogan? It's interesting hearing about like I don't know. Uh, um, I just can't can't find an example here. But I- imagine like you know you have like Joe Rogan on or so- someone famous on that's known for one thing, but it turns out they're really into like snorkeling or you know, they, they obsess over collecting teapots or, or some- something like that, you know? And I find that like, yeah, so- that like a little, something that makes them human, you know? Like it's so easy to think like, oh, Joe Rogan, the podcaster, but at the end of the day, everyone's like human. They have like, Di- like small different things that they like and different preferences they have. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, nah, I like, I think, uh, having different, like seeing different, um, podcast philosophies, like it's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is really cool. Um, that's almost like I, I like Joe Rogan is definitely an idol of mine. Um, I, I don't agree with everything he says, but I definitely respect him a ton as an interviewer and just as an interviewer and with all the other things he do does. And I like how authentic he is Mm. and all those things. Um, But that aspect that you explain about Joe Rogan is almost kind of a gripe of mine about (laughs) the show, uh, which is so funny. And I think it's just up to personal, it's personal preference. And I think like there's, there's definitely a place for, um, humanizing these really, really smart people mm. or these really famous people. And um, I I think that's an amazing thing to do with the podcast. I'm not trying to knock on you or Rogan or anybody. Yeah. Uh, but one of my gripes, and I um, I talked to a friend about this the other day, was um, he's got like such successful people on mm. that literally like, like 15 minutes of their time is worth, you know, thousands yes. of dollars. And so you could extract like so much really, really good, useful information from these people (laughs) who have like amazing experiences (laughs) or they're super, super smart. And he just talks to them like he's their buddy for an hour and a half. And then he gets to like maybe like 45 (laughs) minutes of stuff that's like, you know, really, really good. And then the the rest of the pod. And it kind of depends on episode to episode because sometimes they're super informative and Mm. they're great. And other times, you know, it's just kind of comedy joe rogan and he's laughing with them yeah. and they're having a drink and they're smoking a blunt or something um so that's kind of like with my podcast i like to think about um i want to yes i want to have a free-flowing conversation mm. and yes like i enjoy um going off on tangents sometimes yeah but i also want to bring that person on to be able to talk about you know like what are the insights that they have you know what like, are there philosophies? How did they get to where they are? You know, um, why are they doing what they're doing? What are the specific things that, you know, like maybe make them successful in order to um, kind of extract some value from the conversation? So I guess my for my philosophy right now is a bit less entertainment and a bit more mm. of the kind of like more business, more self-help, you know, self-improvement um, kind of aspect but I honestly have been thinking about that a bit and like, where do I want to take the show? Because mm. I don't want to completely make it, you know, I, I don't want to have a stick up my butt the entire runtime of the show, yeah. you know, like I want to be able to, to um, joke around a little bit and stuff. So it's definitely a balance for me. 
Oh, yeah. absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that, like, only basically only time will tell. You know, it's so hard to know where you exactly stand as, like, accounting for your personal preference, your character, your interview skills, uh, like, the guests and the what your podcast want to be like there's so many things to balance to just decide on okay i'm gonna stand here and i'm gonna do that but i think only time will tell as we as we, as we go yeah that's the beauty of the medium it's like if you if i'm in a phase of my life where i'm really really obsessed with um electrical engineering yeah then I could just have a bunch of electrical engineers oh, for, I don't know, 20 episodes straight. And then when I get bored of that, I could just have some buddies on and we could just like, I don't know, like um, just chill and yeah. talk about like stupid stuff. And, back, yeah. and then if I want to, yeah. And I, I think right now I'm just in a phase of my life where I'm just very, uh, just kind of focused on getting value out of things and yeah. building myself up as a person. So yeah, you're, you're completely right. Yeah. We'll probably change as and your show will probably change as you change oh, as a person. And, yeah. Yeah. But I, I like that. Um, you have uh, an idea, um, you know, it's not like you're kind of, I mean, going with the flow is good too, but what I re when, what I really like is someone wants, wants to do something and there it's intentional and, there's an intention mm -hmm. in your content and I really like that. Yeah. I, I really like this quote. Bruce Lee always says, be like water. Right. Mm. So, so, you know, you, there's a balance to be had between, I think going with the flow and also, you know, being intentional with what you want. Yeah. Like there's always a set of, you know, core values or things that you like absolutely want to do. And then everything else, you know, just kind of be relaxed with it. Yeah. Know? And um, let's talk about the David Goggins clip a little bit. Oh, here we go. Did you <laughs> expect that? Did you expect that to go as viral as it did? Because <laughs> so, it had a lot of YouTube views. Man, did, did you find my podcast through that like, um, my channel? I, I might have. I... I can't remember if I found it through um, just YouTube recommendations because I was looking at a lot of podcasts wow. and I think YouTube knew that I was starting a podcast right. at that time. So it was recommending just like every startup podcast yeah, ever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of <laughs> cool. I, I like the logo. Oh, cool. And then I saw that clip and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, like this, this is hilarious. Like I like oh, this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, how many views did it have when you discovered that? I'm going to pull it up right now. I think it had a couple, a couple million or a couple hundred thousand. Oh like, yeah, yeah, a couple hundred thousand. Had... Okay, okay. Now I think it's got like seven twenty k now or something. Yeah, maybe I'm overestimating. I I really can't remember. Seven hundred seventy k. Seven hundred seventy k. But I mean, to me, it feels like seven hundred seventy million. You know what I mean? Like, but those mm -hmm. those two numbers might as well be the same. You know. But um. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, it was crazy. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I made it because um, I I didn't think it would go viral. I I I just because I just had like no experience anything going viral. You know, for me, viral is like 
oh shit, it's like three digits. You know, it's got more than hundred mm. views. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like anyone other than my mom watched it. Like, <laughs> get in there, you know. <laughs> that that's always been like my um expectation for my content. Uh. But one one thing that was different about this video was that after I made it, uh, n- not many. We're talking like less than ten people here, just random, uh, like friends or friends or just completely random people liked it, like on Instagram or YouTube. And there was this one person on YouTube uh, when I posted on YouTube. There there was one person who commented on it saying like, "Oh, this will have like a million views one day," um, like. And he, he said, this is how YouTube works. You just wait for it. It's going to blow up. And I, I just commented saying, oh, like, thank you for your comment. Like, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, and then, but mind you, I posted this, like, I think in, like, June or July this year. So it's been, like, several months. And honestly, like, mm. until um, maybe, like, October or November this year, it had like maybe 200, 400, you know, 200 to 400 views or something like that. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. Like, um, like I only made that video because I had a dry patch in, in my podcast where I couldn't get guests. I was like, I ran out of friends. I, 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 couldn't, I didn't know who, who to reach out to. So I'm like, okay, if I could have any guest on in the world, who would it be? And around that time of my life was David Goggins. Um, so I'm like, okay, let me interview David Goggins. So what I was going to do initially was um, stitch up Joe Rogan's like podcast so that, because you know how like Rogan's interview like only, you know, has, has a camera on only one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So I, I could easily do that. Yeah. And I was going to do it a bit serious, like asking him about his mentality and him answering. And I'm like, um, oh, if you, if you, my inspiration came from, um, to pimp a butterfly. Hey, are you a Kendrick, Hen- Kendrick fan, Jason? I'm very familiar with to pimp a butterfly. You know how it's a great album. It's a great album. I love that album. And you know, and how he has interview with Tupac. Mm-hmm. And that was my inspiration. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have like a serious interview like this, you know, asking about like his mentality, him, him, him answering and, and so on. Um, and then. And then I was, and then I listened to his, his interviews, and I'm like, okay, like I could do this, I could do that, and I, and I was when I was searching up David Goggins' interview on YouTube, I found this other one that he did, and I'm like, oh, I could, I could use this too. Maybe it would be a bit more realistic because, you know, Joe Rogan setup, everyone knows, everyone's seen it on YouTube thumbnail, so it's so common. I found this other one. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll use this instead, um, and then. I started stitching it up and I'm like, you know what? I think it would be kind of funny, like, since I'm like small creator anyway, it would be a bit more believable if I asked him on my show and he said he just says like no. And then um I started st- stitching it up and then <coughs> I just happened to find those clips of him saying those things. And I'm like, like this is low-key like perfect on like what I'm trying to say. Um and then I'm like, okay, like, I've never acted before. Like, <laughs> let's see how it goes. It'll be funny, yes. Um, so I, I, I acted a little bit. Um, and then I posted it. Uh, yeah, for, for months, I didn't hear anything. And then, but I hear, like, here and there, people saying, um, there was, like, some, 
some sweet as comments there, Jason. Like, <laughs> like so, someone said, like below thousand views. Someone said, "Bro, like, how is this so funny? How does this not have like a million views?" And someone else commented, "Oh, we're we're the we're the few lucky ones where we get to see this before it gets blown up." And I was like, "How sweet is that?" So I was like thanking thanking everyone, and, and so on. And then yeah, one one day. Um, I was away as well. I was just like um away for work, and then I was checking my email. And you know how they YouTube emails you when someone comments on your videos and stuff. And I'm getting like, like, like five emails, five comments. I'm like, whoa! I'm I'm like I'm like famous. Like I'm getting like twenty views per per, per hour. <laughs> and then um I go I go to a meeting. And I I get out and I'm like seeing twenty twenty emails. I'm getting like hundred views per hour, and then they just kept blowing it up. Um, they just kept going and going, and it, 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 I don't know. It, it got to a level like like ten, you know, um, ten thousand. So there's five digits views per hour. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. I can't answer every single comments anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it was such a funny, uh, funny experience. It, it just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's such it's such a perfect clip because it's so believable, and um, <laughs> and you you're kind of left wondering like, did that really happen? Yeah. Like, is that is that real? You know, and it's like something that Goggins would like <laughs> like he would a hundred percent do that too. Like that. Yeah. And I think um like you said, a lot of people appreciate. It sounded like one of the things was that people didn't know if it was real or not, and I think they. Most people had probably like ninety nine percent thought it was fake, but that one percent of people, like you know, one percent of them thought, oh maybe like this this is this could be real, um. And I think a lot of I saw a lot of comments saying like, oh like you had me in the first half, but this is hilarious, and like I don't know if this is real or not. And there are people like commenting on. On my video saying like, bro, you just hung up on like David Goggins, like, and I, as far as I could tell, they are they are not being sarcastic. You know, they they're being serious about that, and, and there are people commenting below that saying this is fake and stuff. Um, so I think I kind of hit the sweet spot, you know, in the in the algorithm world. How has your has your podcast changed at all since that clip went viral? Have you had more listeners or? Yeah, like a little bit, not too much. Um, uh, yeah, it's um maybe like a little bit, but I would say overall not really. Overall not really. Um, mm. there there were a couple of people's there there were some views that went on to the latest episode at the time when it went viral. So that episode, uh, with Jess, um, got way more views than other episodes of mine. But mm-hmm. I, I would say that's more of a timing thing rather than the traffic going to my podcast kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think it is getting more views now purely just because of the fact that I have more subscribers. Um, mm-hmm. But I think over over time, I would say yeah, I would say no. Gotcha. Mm. Um. So, what are your goals? as a podcast host where do you see the show five years from now five years from now 
Where do you see the show? Um, I mean, I'm available on most platforms. <laughs> Sorry, that's a lame joke. But um, <laughs> yeah, now、nah, um, I think in terms of goals, maybe easier for me to talk about. I want to be able to have um, if I like a guest. Like being being reasonable, we're not talking like David Goggins or Joe Rogan here. But if I like a guest, I have、um, a high chance of having them on my podcast. That that's the goal at the moment. So yeah, say like、mm. um, like these days I've been into fashion recently, um, and I've been like reading books about fashion and so on, and um, that bespoke tailor was one of the persons that I had on because. Like I reached out and he responded that he was keen as well. But there are, for example, there are other、uh, designers from New Zealand that I I would like to have on. But、um, I like I don't know them and I don't really have any platforms to know them currently, and it's harder for me to have them on right now. So I would love to reach a point where.、Um, I'm like okay, like at least within like my local area, if I like a per like if I'm interested in talking to a person, I can ask them and they might at least respond. You know,、um, yeah. So that that's um that's kind of my goal,、um, and in terms of、uh, like the more、um, other other side of things,、um, yeah, it's. I don't really expect,、um, or I aim for having like a monetary, you know, like a, at least consistent monetary income off 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 it or anything like that. But I mean, I would love it. So if there are any sponsors out there, that that would that would be cute. I'm open to it. I'm open to it.、Um, but like a YouTube ad revenue, you know, couple of hundred, couple of hundred dollars. Per month, and we're talking New Zealand dollars here, Jason. You know, I think it's about、yeah. half of um, I think it's roughly about half of U.S. dollars. So U.S. dollars, you know, hundred hundred U.S. dollars per month. You know, I, I wouldn't complain. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I like, you know, I I like podcasting and I like talking to people. I'm not going to complain if I get paid. For <laughs> yeah, you know, you know? for doing something we like, right? <laughs> Yeah,、um, something I thought of as you were talking was with the the Goggins clip. Yeah, that might be a good idea for you, like to to make like almost like mock podcast, like like silly <laughs> like mock podcast clips. There's like a YouTuber that does this, but、yes. he doesn't like put himself in the videos.、Oh. He just kind of stitches it together. Yeah, I know. Who,、um, yeah, yeah. Is it like um like in the black background, two people sitting in the table kind of thing? Is it the one you're talking about? Well,、uh, no. He usually、um, does the Rogan.、Um, uh, okay. Rogan. He'll like take clips from Rogan. Right. Like he he had this really really funny video where he had Goggins. Yeah. And he um he clipped it together so that it looked like David Goggins was talking to this um pretty out of shape comedian. <laughs> his name's Stavros something. Oh、uh, yeah. I forget how you pronounce his last name. But he basically just like going off on him. And it's fake, but it's so believable. Yeah, and it's yeah. It's hilarious. 
So that might be a good idea for you. Like, put yourself in there and then, like, make some funny clips every now and then. Yeah. Maybe you'll go viral. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think like you say, it's, it's hard finding something that I enjoy doing and that resonates with the wider public. And because yeah. to me, if I could choose, I, I wish one of my interviews went viral rather than that Goggins clip because that Goggins clip was really fun. But what I really like doing is the interviews, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. But, yeah, it's always, it's always been like this for some reason, Jason. I think, I think it's like the universe really has a way of, has a way that we can't really measure because in my, even in my last uh, YouTube um, channel, where I had like a thousand subscribers, but a lot of traffic was because of something that I didn't really enjoy doing. And I made other other videos that I liked doing. And I'm like, oh, please let this go viral. Let this go viral. And they never did. And it was always the ones that I didn't really enjoy making. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's something funny about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, but... Yeah, I'm always like open to experiment and have fun with it. So yeah, I, we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Back from our back from our break. We're back. Uh, due to some due to some technical difficulties and some water that had to be got. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you for the compliment on the engagement. Um, something that I forgot to mention while you were uh, gassing me up as much as you were mm. was that. I honestly owe a ton of the initial success of this podcast to just how many awesome friends that I have and um, a bunch of people from high school that um, just, I guess, just really fuck with the content and yeah. they like it and, um, you know, they they like it and do, do it a service for the algorithm. So I appreciate all of you that are that are liking my post and um, keep it up. <laughs> keep it up. <laughs> and also just like people, people in my, uh, people, like my very close friends have been very nice and they always post it on their stories. Aww. And um, like the, oh, no. the logo for the podcast, uh, a, a great old friend of mine made the logo for the podcast. Oh, okay. And um, I've just had a, I've just had a lot of help and I'm really, really grateful for for everyone who's helped me and all the guests that, you know, you, you don't have to come on to mm. uh, starting a podcast, like, you know, but they, they go on anyways. So that's all, that's all been really nice. And I owe a lot of the success to that. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Here we go. Is podcasting your end goal or are there other areas of life or content creation <laughs> that you want to explore down the road? I think podcasting will always be there because it's just such a for what we want to do Jason it's such a um I ca I can't really see any other platform that's better for what we want to do and what we want to achieve um I would I definitely want to branch out and try different things too um one of the things that come to my mind right now 
is uh, I've been watching more Casey Neistat recently. Um, have you have you followed him much at all? Um, I know who he is. Mm. I'm familiar with who he is, and I know he's a vlogger and things like that. Yeah. But I haven't watched too much of his videos. So he he's a um yeah like like you say he's a vlogger. Um, that's that's main. I guess that's the main thing he does on YouTube. But in the core, he's like a vid- He's a film editor, like director, you know, um, camera person and an editor. Um, and he's known as the person who who really paved the path for the current U- what what the current YouTube vlogging is today. So he's like one of the OG YouTube vloggers that really set what is what it look what it should look like and what it what works for YouTube. Um yeah, and I think his vlogging is really like a storytelling. Um he's got a message he wants to send. And he does that through, um, and he happens to do that through filming and editing. I think that's uh like re- I, th- I really appreciate that as like a creative process. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. I would love to try something like that. Uh, yeah, I think those two things right now come to mind. And right now, my current job as a data scientist, I do a lot of coding. Which I love. Mm-hmm. I I love I love like coding things, so they they will always be part of me as well. So yeah, that and um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Th- those things and um, uh, <coughs> other things they will always be there, like exercise and things. But um, yeah, that's I feel like it's all almost like given. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you could, if you could tell, I started smiling when you said that your job is a data scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like data science. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, kind of going back to the previous question, I'll go back to the data science in yes. a second. Um, so you have those like lightning or like lightning interviews, like really fast interviews. Am I am I correct? I saw that on your your page, right? Oh, um. Do you mean like <laughs> other than like David Goggins once? <laughs> well, well, because I think you were in public and you were asking people questions in public, oh, and it was like a yeah. a quick. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I um, yeah, did like a IRL interviews, I guess. Um, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's like a one time, one time thing. Do you plan on doing that anymore, or was that just? One time thing. No, not really. I I think I kind of see that as kind of like a David Goggins content kind of thing. Like I don't really see myself mm-hmm. doing that regularly. Uh, but if if I want to do it again, I I will do it again. But I haven't really planned mm-hmm. it out. Gotcha. It was really fun though. And yeah, yeah. it looked nice. I, oh, I thank liked you, it. Thank you. Um. So what are the skills that you're working on right now to be a better podcaster if you know if someone Mm. wanted to start a podcast and you had and you were able to give them some advice on skills to work on what would you tell them my gosh um i I would say really okay if i were to give an advice i would say be interested like uh 
yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. Like, y- you have to be interested. Other than that, advice. Um, Advice-wise, th- th- I don't know. I almost w- want to just say that, just to almost like an emphasis mm. on how important that is. And I feel like everything else will almost just fall into pieces, fall into places as as, as they as they do it. Personally, what I'm what I'm working on right now, maybe my storytelling. Uh, my st- I, I I notice that sometimes I I'm trying to explain something or t- tell my side of story, but it's not very linear, which makes it easier for the listeners to understand. But it's always like. You know, I talk about one thing and then I have to jump back because I forgot to talk about this other thing. And then I'm, or sometimes I'm bringing this other context that's not important to the message that I'm trying to come across. There are a lot of ums and a lot of ahs and uh, I can't, I'm not articulate enough. Yeah, I, I notice a lot of those things. So those things I'm constantly kind of working on. Um, yeah, they will mm-hmm. be the main thing right now. Yeah, that's my, what I'm trying to improve on as well mm. is like getting rid rid of the, everyone has those like little, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, mm, all those things. Um, have you noticed? Like I've noticed with myself that I say you know, after <laughs> like like I'll I'll say a sentence, so I'll, I'll say a question, so I'll be like, um, you know, what what drives you to be successful, you know, <laughs> like that little, you know, at the end. And I always say, I'll say, it, I'll say, you know, what drives you to be successful, you know? Right, right, right. And it's like the, instead of like pausing, I just say, you know, and um, I was wondering if you have any like of your own kind of unique things that you noticed about the way that you talk. Oh man, like, especially in the early episodes, so many pauses, so many ums. I think um was a big thing for me, and it it's it it's a common common thing, I guess. But yeah, I I I, I, remember, I still remember like cringing. Like I'm like, man, this is how it's how I sound to other people when I talk to them. Because and one of the things that I also noticed was um that I talk a bit slower than others. That that's one thing I've also mm-hmm. noticed. And I'm still yet to decide if if it's a if it's well talking like a de- kind of a coding language here. I don't know if it's a feature or if it's a bug. <laughs> I don't know if it's something that I should fix or if it's just just my style. But um, yeah, I feel like there are more pauses and a bit more ums than I would like at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I've noticed. Uh, like listening to Joe Rogan, for example, s- like listening to him explain. Um, do you, there's there's this there's this theory that he likes called Younger Dryas impact impact theory. It's like a historical event theory, like whether it happened or not, which mm-hmm. might change some of the understanding of our like um, history about like civilizations. But he um. When he explains that, it's it's very easy to listen to because there's like no arms, like a minimal amount of arms, and he makes it. He explains it in a way such that 
what comes first and what comes after makes sense why it's there. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that's cool. So th that's something that I'm working on. And in terms of like pausing a lot and taking my time with what I'm trying to say, I'm in two minds because Joe Rogan, he doesn't have that, have that much of that. But you listen to Emma Chamberlain, who's who's another podcaster or youtuber or whatever um and in she's she tends to be a bit like that like she will say something and then pause for a bit and then even if it's like a mid-sentence like she will she will do that so i you know that's but having said that she has a like more of a solo podcast where it's like a more of a monologue rather than interviews so it's a little bit different but yes that's something that i'm like I'm working on, but uh, yeah, haven't decided if it's something that needs to be fixed. Yeah. For me, there's like little phrases that I try to replace with the ums and the ahs and the things that I ask. Mm. Um, like when I say, um, talk to me about this, or can you tell me more about this? That's a very deliberate True. thing that I got from this guy named Chris Williamson. Ah, yeah. Um, he's got this modern wisdom. Have you heard of that? Mm. Yeah, he's um, he's a great interviewer, and that's what he'll. That's like a lot of his lead, and I think it's a great, um, it's a great lead into a question, because you're like kind of leaving it open ended for their interpretation, but also, like, you're still asking the question, and it's very concise. It's just like, tell me more about this, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that just reminded me one of the things. One of the big things that I kind of is, am working on fixing or have got better at is saying like kind of interrupt, uh, not, not interrupting, but say say like my guest is like explaining something or talking about something, and outside podcasting as an as trying to be like an active listener, I'll add a lot of like yeah yeah like true true you know what I mean like I'll add a lot of those. Mm -hmm. But I think as a po when you listen to that on the podcast, that's annoying. <laughs> I mean, I, I, when I do it, it's annoying. I, I find that annoying. I'm like, I want to listen to them, not my own mm -hmm. voice. So I cut that out a lot. Mm. Do you like, how do you cut that out of video? Oh, no. Do so, you cut it out of video? No, nah, so I, I cut that out. Is it, I, don't, I don't do it. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah. about to say, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have that same feeling. Um, I can get away with it whenever you're doing audio only because you can cut out True. stuff, and uh, you can like doctor it pretty pretty efficiently. Mm. But in video, uh, what is it? I one of my old American football coaches, um, he used to say, "I in the sky don't lie," and he would always talk about the like film because they would have this drone mm. that would uh, like have a camera down on us while we played and uh we would look at the film after after we were done playing and they would always kind of talk on us for us our mistakes and stuff but eye on the sky don't lie yeah is is uh what they used to say and so it's just harder to get away with stuff that's um on film for sure thank you so much for coming on the show i appreciate it um especially with the time difference and all the chaos there. I want to give you the end of the show to, uh, or I want to give you a platform at the end of the show to be able to um, 
tell the people what you got going on. Mm. What are your future plans? Where can people find you, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, for sure. So is, is this my time? Yeah, this is your time. Yeah, no, for sure. Nah, um, hello, Jason's fans and friends and family. Uh, yeah, nah, so you, I do I do podcasting. If you enjoy long form conversation like Jason, you know, has been has been doing for his podcast, then surely you will enjoy my podcast too. So I go by um, everything goes with Pascal, and I'm on most platforms um, like YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast. And so on, as well as Instagram. So yeah, give it a follow if that sounds good to you. And uh, yeah, I have, I think I'm trying to have a wide. I have a pretty wide variety of interests. So trying to have um, guests who who could who could talk about that. So so far, I think I have a lot had a lot of uh, people that were doing like doing the research at uni. I'm um, talking about we talked about a bit of mushroom research a little bit. These days, I've been um had had a couple of twitch streamers on talking about gaming and how they got into streaming and how they are managing creating content versus you know out outside outside that like work life balance too um so if that sounds interesting to you yeah give it a listen and feel free to slide in my dms too i'm pretty pretty friendly it would be awesome to talk to people that's living outside new zealand um that would be really, really cool. But yeah, no, that's that's about it for me. And thank you, Jason, for having me on. It's my first time being on a podcast as a as a guest, so it, it's been super exciting. And uh, yeah, like I said before, now you're crushing the game, so I'm looking forward to where you're going next too. And uh, for the listeners and to you, Jason, it's uh, it's end of 2023 in New Zealand, <laughs> 31st of December. So happy New Year <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> Oh, it's Happy New Year right now? <laughs> no, it's, uh, um, no, oh, I, we've okay, got okay. 11 hours here, but, you know, it's oh, 31st okay. of yeah, December. Yeah, I forget it's daytime over there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's still the 30th here. It's 7 p.m. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I still got about a day, day and a half to go. Yeah, yeah. But no. yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, thank you. I look forward to seeing what you do next. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you.